SheQuest podcast is heart-opening dialogues for self-identified women on a SheQuest, a movement moving forward, striving to live aware, bold, and whole. Welcome. Hi, SheQuest. Welcome to SheQuest podcast with a guest series. I'm your host, Estelle Thompson. This month, we explore and dive deep in our radiant heart. See, I'm no cardiologist, but I'm a human and I have a heart. In a generation that overused the popular follow your heart motto, I want to dissect your heart situation. What does it really mean to follow your heart and how the hell can I do that? No recipe books here, no one, two, threes. Your heart doesn't speak English or French. It speaks in pulls, shoves, and breaks, sounds, symbols, and stories. My hope is this, that through these podcasts and our guests this month, you start tapping into the song of your heart and start seeing the necessity of listening to your heart and letting it lead the way. Today, uh, I'm just so thrilled to have on the show Elise Bessler, also known as the Vocal Warrior. Elise is a voice teacher and voice empowerment coach based in Halifax, Nova Scotia, here in Canada. She has had an extensive performing career as a four-time ECMA and Nova Scotia Music Award-nominated singer and songwriter and and is the creator and founder of her singing and voice empowerment training facility, New Song Studio. Some of Elise's many clients have dubbed her the stage fright whisperer over the years. Elise believes in the power of the human voice to heal and create inner change, which results in raising our collective global vibration. She works with singers and public speakers to help them gain skills and confidence to own their voice and rock the mic. Yay! Liz, it's so good to have you. I'm so, so happy to be here. Yeah. And, you know, um, we were just chatting before the podcast and just saying how you've been on my radar for so, so long. And as soon as I, I don't know, I might have found you on Instagram or something. And I was like, I need to have this woman on like everything you exude and the essence of who you are. It's like, ugh, I just I just wanted to have you on. So thank you so much for your time. It's an honor to have you. Thank you for having me. And I mentioned to you as well that likewise, I think you and I know a lot of the same people. So this is such a such a treat to be able to connect and chat today. Yes. So the first question I always ask everyone is what makes you feel alive today? So what does? Okay. So first of all, I love this question so much. And I'd say today it's the opportunity to connect. You know, I mean, we're in a situation here where we're all sort of locked down. This is being recorded during the the virus, you know, the yeah. virus quarantine. I'm an extrovert, you know, and I, you know, I saw a really funny meme the other day, like introvert people check on your extrovert friends because they're probably not okay. Actually, I think I saw that, uh, Elise, and it was like, 
uh, into it, people check on your extrovert friends. Like they are not okay right now. They are not okay. (laughs) They're not, we are not okay. And I mean, I love my husband and I love my dog dearly, but I also love, I, you know, I really am a true extrovert in that I gain energy from being around other people. And so I'm really actually grateful um, and feel really alive in this conversation. And then also just being able to connect with my clients. Um, You know, technology is a real gift to us right now. So um, yeah, it's connection. It's this conversation with you right now. That's where I feel alive. I love it. And I love that. Um, I love to have you on the show. Maybe we can like talk about this later. But like, I consider myself like a true introvert. And I love that you said like, I'm a true extrovert. And to see and because I find like this time right now, and I love that you mentioned it, like, yeah, it's like a global crisis right now. And it's like nothing everyone, anyone has ever gone through. Like my husband was just talking to his mom and she was, you know, she's like 76. She's like, I have never seen something like this in like our lifetime and how each of us almost like live through this and react through this. Like, let's say due to our like personality type, do you find it so fascinating? (laughs) I do. I do. And my, like my husband, if I'm a raging extrovert, my husband is a raging introvert. If that's even a thing, if introverts rage, he's a rager. And he, like, he hasn't left the home. He's also asthmatic. So like health wise, we're really trying to keep him as safe as possible. Um, And I'm the one that's leaving the house. And he like, he hasn't left the house in 10 days. And he's like, he's in his glory. Like, he's just like, give me a book to read, give me another, you know, let me pour another beer, like whatever it is, like, I'm just enjoying this moment. You know what I mean? We're leaving the house to walk the dog and stuff. But it's not the same as you know, getting out there into the world as such, right? Yeah. And yes, I I love that you share all this. Oh, and by the way, if you guys don't follow Elise on Facebook, you must because you guys, I believe it's your husband you sing on, you sing with. It's yeah. just so, oh, just glorious. Just so beautiful, Elise. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's such a gift. And it's a gift to be able to, first of all, being like, you know, in self-isolation with somebody who also makes music, but then also just to have that in, in a partnership. It's a real gift. Well, and also I think in times like these, like it's more important than ever before to share our songs and share our art and share what like uplifts us. And, you know, uh, that is so important right now. Like the whole creativity that can ensue from such a time. Raising vibrations, my friend. Yeah, amazing. Um, So I know I said your bio and stuff, but just can you tell us about yourself, just like your story and for the sake of this show, just like in terms of like when you woke up to your voice and when like and there's like the heart component as well, like trying to bring bridge that in. Um, and it, at SheQuest, we call it like hashtag my she story type. So I'd love to know more about you. Oh, yes. Thank you for oh, thank you for asking that. And also for giving me the opportunity to tell this story. I am. Um, it's the most important one to me, but I also love sharing it um, just in hopes that it will inspire other people to step into their own vocal powers. So, you know, I was born a very, very shy child. Even though I'm extroverted, I, you know, used to hide behind my mother's bell bottoms. I'm aging myself, of course, there. I'm a 70s kid. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I used to hide and I was so shy, I couldn't even speak. I couldn't even say hello to people. And 
it wasn't into, and my parents always encouraged me. I mean, they never forced me, which was great because it allowed me to sort of make the choice myself. Um, and then it was probably around the age of nine or 10 that I discovered singing and being on stage with friends and choirs. And I used to do musicals at school and it really was sort of the emergence of what I would call my first love, which is singing. You know, even though I was shy, it was that courage, like just to show up and, you know, being surrounded by like-minded kids to be be able to build that confidence in myself. And so I, you know, I really felt safe in that space. I felt safe as a performer, even though I was a bullied kid, you know, I mean, I, I had, I think all of us have had experiences with, um, you know, with mean kids, um, but I was a bullied kid. And, and so I always felt like I had a voice when I was on stage. And then my mom, you know, she's also a music teacher and she knew that I needed to study voice with a teacher. And I started studying when I was around 12 or 13. And I'll tell you, I mean, what a difference that was to work with a teacher. And then I ended up studying voice in college and, you know, got a degree in contemporary commercial music. I started teaching almost right away. And I loved teaching so much. And I also loved performing. And I did some performing. I recorded an album right out, right out of school, had a little bit of success with that. I was in my early 20s. And I really, truly sort of sunk myself into teaching, which, which is also a love of mine, and coaching singers to, you know, reach their own goals. And so for about the period of about 18 years, I didn't sing. And I didn't share my voice. I didn't share my passion with the world. Um, as a songwriter, I was still writing, but I wasn't sharing it. And so it was kind of ironic that, you know, I was this, this voice teacher and, you know, I was working with all of these artists and these singers and public speakers, and I wasn't sharing my voice with the world. And the connection here for me is that that broke my heart. So there was um, such a a misunderstanding, you know, within my body. And if you want to talk about the energy centers of the body, just my heart was sad because I wasn't sharing and expressing, you know, my own voice. And for years, you know, so that created obviously some, you know, some somatic stuff, you know, in my body and some, um, some physical stuff that just, you know, I didn't feel didn't feel great about. And it wasn't until I started practicing yoga which was probably about 10 years ago that I started really coming into my own, um, my physical body again. And I recognized that if I didn't do it now, it wasn't going to happen. And when I say now, I mean, on my 40th birthday. <laughs> wow. What a milestone. <laughs> yeah. So Scott said to me that the beginning of that year, my birthday is in September. He said, what do you want to do for your big birthday this year? And I said, or he said, do you want to have a big party? And I said, yeah. And it's going to be a CD release party. And it was bold girl. Like it was bold. And you know, it gave me heart palpitations. <laughs> it was like scary, but I was like, you know what? It has to happen now. And you know, I'm so grateful that it happened at that 
point in my life because I'm now really able to, I don't know, appreciate the journey more, if that makes sense. I'm super proud to have partnered with Hippie, a Canadian skincare company, and offering you 30% off all their products. I've been using Hippie Groovy Glow, Pore Hustler, and Jomo Mask, and I've completely fell in love with this not only natural clean, but sulfate-free, alcohol-free, and did I say Canadian product? Hippie's mission is to simplify your skincare routine and bring practical, effective solutions to your moody skin. Their belief is that feeling beautiful in your own skin is a right, not a privilege. Hippie's offering SheQuest podcast listeners 30% off with the coupon SheQuest30. Go to www.hippies, that's H I pbees.com and claim your 30% off any product in their shop today. That's SheQuest30, S-H-E-Q-U-E-S-T-30. I'm really excited to bring this mindful and sustainable plant-based skincare in the SheQuest family. Enjoy glowing skin. Bye. You know, I think there's there's the misconception that you know, in the music industry that, you know, you have to be young in, in order to be successful. And, you know, my greatest successes in my music career happened in the in the three years since I've turned 40. Was, and, it, your, was it your coming out party? <laughs> it was my coming out party. And I think like, I, you know, for sure, just because I had always been this singer and I had been doing the work, like I'd been doing the inner work and the personal work. And you know, it wasn't until I stepped on stage that night, it was like the night of my 40th birthday. And there was, you know, all these people there to listen to what I had to say. And I mean, you want to talk about a full heart, like it just, and then that, of course, is the story of the vocal warrior. It's like, show up, you got to keep showing up, even if it scares the crap out of you. You know, I don't know if any of that landed or like sort of like got linked together. (laughs) was a lot there it did and I I love I love that because I know a lot of women listening to this right now a lot of us are teachers and I know I catch myself all the time like I'll always remember like I became a yoga teacher and I was just so excited that I get to share what I love the most with people and and yet like I didn't I remember the first year, like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm not even practicing yoga anymore. Like, what am I doing? What's happening? Like, and it was like, oh, yeah, like, teaching doesn't count as, like, practicing yoga and all these, like, you're like, okay, wait a minute there. And it's like, it's a really complex where, yeah, to just, like, be walking your walk, like, walking your talk, you know? And, and, uh, And also, at least, like, I feel, too, like, even from, like, the few seconds like before, like the moments before we recorded, like you have such a great, um, there's a permission about you, like we're in your presence and we feel so like everything, like you, you're able to give that to people so great. And yet this disconnection where you couldn't give it to yourself, you know, thank you for so many years. Oh. Thank you for saying that. You know, I, I just recently did my Enneagram um, personality type yeah, I'm a number two, which is a helper. And I, you know, basically that personality type is that we will often give to others before we give to ourselves. And I think that the process of that 18 years of like heartbreak for me really allowed me now to say, okay, no, like, it's okay if I, if I also give this to myself, because of course, 
we cannot keep it all for ourselves. Like if we want to feel love, if we want to feel support, we have to give it away as well. But and I love that. I love the symbolism of like your 40th and like taking your power back, you know, all this love you were able to give to others, like now you were like giving it to yourself, which would expand even more to your studentship. Yeah, I think the idea of of that, like the permission, you mentioned permission and all of that sort of stuff. It's like, yeah, I'm taking my power back, but <laughs> it was always there, right? Like it was always there. It was something that I always knew I could do. Oh, I love it. I love it. And so like, why is it um, important for you now to work with women and work with their voices? Like, why does this light you up so much? Oh my goodness. So First of all, it just on to the point that we were just talking about, I think that when one woman empowers herself or is empowered, she then gives permission to the rest of us to do the same. You know, the majority of my vocal warrior clients are women. Um, when I say vocal warrior clients, I do um, sort of like a, a hybrid of voice empowerment coaching and voice lessons. Um, either for public speakers or singers. Um, but, you know, the majority of them are women. And I think like our feminine, like our divine feminine is about that power of allowing rather than forcing. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, we live in such a, you know, a patriarchal society and we're so used to fixing and, you know, having to change in order to fit a mold that I think that the more we do this work, whether we're singers or not, this is about truth speaking too. Like it's not just about singing. Like the more we get into that divine feminine um, and do this work, I think we're going to encourage each other to do the same. And it's that permission, right? The one woman steps into her power, she encourages the rest to do the same. If a, a woman would to come up to you, at least like, I guess in your courses, you might, you know, elaborate on this, but is there like hands-on way we can connect with our voices today? We had, I don't know if you know, Vanessa... Uh, Vanessa Lindsay Bolton, I think it's her last name. Yes. Vanessa? Yeah. And she said she had this great tip where she was like, just humming, you know? And I love that. I love, do you have other tips for us to like, just connect with our voice like today? Yeah, I love, Vanessa is another woman, same, same as you and I, who like both of us have been following each other for a long time and we haven't met each other, but we know, um, you know, Becky Keene. Um, yes. So Becky is my my business coach. I'm working with her right now. And um, she always says to me, she's like, Elise, you and Vanessa are like cut from the same piece of cloth. You have to. I know. And I, I've just had Becky on the show, too. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so we're all like the circle of like. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a small world, but we are in Nova Scotia. So it's even smaller still. But I do. Yeah, I love that. I love that that Vanessa mentioned that. And I think, you know, to to echo that and also to support that, I say just to use your voice. So when we use the mechanism itself, if we want to get a little sciencey, you know, works best when there's muscle memory to rely on, right? And so if we don't use the voice, so whether it's humming or singing or truth speaking, the voice it it doesn't have its its strength isn't built right so i say use the voice 
sing and love all of it. Like love the cracks, love the pops, love the notes that sound like seagulls, you know, like love, embrace and befriend it all because all of those sounds are good sounds and it sort of helps us to stop the judgment. Uh, I love that. I I love it because like it take it requires practice to find your voice. Like I'm just always looking out for like, you know, I, I find nowadays we have these like not cliche sayings. Like I love saying them too, but like, you know, what does it mean to step in your voice? You know when people say like find your voice, blah blah blah, like step in your power, like but what does that look like, you know? And so I love that. It's so concrete. Like just use your voice, you know? <laughs> Well, I say this as a, as a voice teacher, like as a, as a technical voice instructor, you know, I mean, somebody wouldn't expect to be able to play the piano perfectly right away or to play the drums, like to be a really badass drummer right away. Like we all know that those instruments require practice. And so it's the same for the voice. Like we have to use it. We have to work it out because if we don't work it out, then it's like, it's not going to get strong. So yeah, so important. And so important to embrace it all. Embrace it all. Yeah. And that's really your war, your, like your vocal war, your philosophy, isn't it? Yeah. I want to know, because this inspires me so much. Do you have a daily soul practice or ritual that you do perhaps to ground yourself? It could be related to voice, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I I love this question so much because I think that the connection, like for me personally, um, as a singer, as a, you know, as a speaker, as a singer and as a coach, it's been really important for me to, to discover some really beautiful practices for myself. And my, my personal soul practices involve uh, breath work, and they involve energetic like boundary work. I think that the the practice of energetics can, you know, directly um, sort of support the way we communicate with every part of ourselves and the rest of the world. And so one of my favorite uh, practices is literally to stand if I'm feeling overwhelmed and I don't know where it's coming from. Like, you know how sometimes you just feel um, sort of the, the, the energies around you and they're sort of pulling you in different directions. Yeah. Um, is just to stand with my hand on my heart. So my left hand on my heart and I press really good and hard like into my chest. And then I take my right hand out in front of me like I'm, you know, like a stop, like I'm pressing to say stop or pressing against a wall. And I say, I am Elise. You are everybody else. Hmm. And it seems to, and then I just breathe into that. And it, and it seems to sort of remind me that, you know, it really is about choice for me, right, to get involved or to get pulled. Um, but that's one of my favorite. It's just like energetic boundary. I love that. I'm just doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I love it because it, it has the two, like it has inward and outward. And yet there's like a really balancing field to it. Thank you so much for offering. Do you have, you mentioned yoga. Is yoga like a big part? Is it something you'll recommend to your students for like their voice, let's say, or like I, um, 
I heard that we're more afraid to, like, we literally are more afraid of public speaking than we are to get, like, we'd rather get hit by a bus than having to do public speaking. <laughs> yeah, and, and even further to that, Estelle, I will say that my clients would rather get up on stage and sing than they would rather get up than they would get up and and speak. Wow. So when we're practicing and getting ready for performances, it's like people are happy to do the singing because it's what we've practiced. And then we also do like we work on introductions. So when, when my students perform, they introduce themselves and they talk a little bit about their song. And that is the most challenging thing for people they would rather get and bear their soul and belt out a song and never have to say hello my name is Elise and I'll be singing such and such you know so yeah you got that you nailed that it's so true it's so fascinating and I I deeply realize that because like I love to do circles before my yoga classes and oh my god that freaks people out (laughs) like I swear, I've had people like I, and I felt like at the same time, I'm like, no, but because you feel this way, like you must, like, and it's just literally just like saying hi, and you're in a yoga class where like basically the goal is to connect with yourself, with others, with others. Like this is yoga too. Like to say, you know, I just found that, and at the same time, like it's you know, it's almost got me sad sometimes Mm. to think, you know, we were so just like how we gotten so far from our neighbors, you know, Yeah. as as I say that, then I'm like, oh my God, what's happening right now? It's like even more be like, oh, never take that for granted. Like our closeness, like what, what comes to mind when I say that? I I really hear that. And, And I just got a full body goosebump when you said that, because that's the thing that, that, you know, concerns me is that, you know, this is, you know, this experience that we're all collectively having right now is, is, is causing a lot of anxiety or exacerbating, you know, a lot of anxiety. And, and my, it's not really a fear, but my worry is that it's going to create a lot of social anxiety that wasn't there before, or Mm -hmm. like really ramp it up, you know? Um, And so, yeah, I think, Oh, and, and I hear you say a circle. I'm like, I need to go to an Estelle yoga class because, <laughs> because I'm like, I am all about that. And I love that connection, but it really does freak people out. And I think you notice, of course, the softening at the end of the circle. And you notice how, you know, when women, you asked me about why I do this work with women, and it's because there is a softening. And then there's also a trust, right? That, that the rest of us can, can actually support each other and lean on each other during those times of vulnerability. I mean, it's freaking scary. Like, it's scary to look at someone you don't know and have a conversation or um, to make noise even, um, you know, in singing. Uh, it really is. And for me, it's too, it's just like, like, and it's always an invitation for me, you know, my circles, like, even if I didn't want to say it's okay, but to just be there and just to look, to listen at others, because in yoga, you know, there's always this aspect of witnessing, you know, your vitality, your energy, or your whatever, it could be your song is just waiting for it to be witness, you know, and I just find that anyways, we're going on a tangent, but I just find that, you know, so 
so powerful and so needed, you know? And it's a paradox too, you know, because (laughs) like we're so afraid of it. And yet it's like, that's our deepest like human desire is to connect, you know, (laughs) and to self-express, you know, to be afraid of like what we need the most, you know? Ah. Do I do. And I think that this, that, that very thing is one of the reasons why I wanted to start the vocal warrior work, like the, the coaching, the voice empowerment coaching, because I believe, I believe in my heart of hearts that, we, we all do need that and we all want that connection. And so this sort of just helps to sort of lift that veil, you know, or the misunderstandings or the fears a- a- away from that. So, yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that one loud and clear. Oh, your work is so important. So important. And uh, would there be um, other tools you suggest to just feel empowered and like sometimes, you know, I, I always say, because we I do mantra work, let's say my yoga classes, and it's almost a work of hearing your own voice. Yeah. Would you have like other tools? Like just let's just maybe stay with the voice component. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting because the voice component is is twofold, right? There's the inner voice and the outer voice. Yes. And, yes. <laughs> and I would say that the inner voice is is likely more important than the outer voice, especially when it comes to um, you know, courage and confidence and building that. And and I would say that like my ma- my favorite magic pixie dust tool for that is is to feel empowered and to and to embody is to reframe mindsets that aren't serving yeah um you know and then like really practicing like speaking you know speaking forgiveness for those like misunderstandings that we've had you know um this is an exercise that becky has becky keen has shared with me and it's been a game changer for me but it's also been a game changer for my clients so yeah, empowerment, I believe, you know, begins within, and it's the fire that burns within, and it's the flutter that's in our heart, and it's, you know, it's the anchor that we feel or we don't feel in our pelvic floor when we go to sing, you know, like, this is this is what we need to be able to be empowered, is to really, really reframe that inner voice. Who has told you you can sing, like... <laughs> When did you believe this? Like, oh yeah, and that's real. Like that comes, you know, especially my adult students. And right now, I'm primarily working with adults, um, and I have a, quite a few teens as well, which is a really interesting. It's a very tricky time, you know. I mean, I remember it's been a while since I was a teen girl, but I do remember what it was like, you know. But yeah, the adults, it always seems to be like a, a grade three choir teacher, or you know. Uh, you know, a relative or someone that says, you know, be quiet, or you're singing out of tune, you shouldn't sing, you should lip sync or something like that. And and it's such an, you know, an impressionable age, and then we carry those stories with us. And so really uncovering that and, and reframing it is so powerful. Hey there, interrupting this incredibly heart opening conversation to let you know about my new art channel. If you are listening to this podcast as a SheQuest member, this feature is included in the Membership Sisterhood community. Yay! More than eight 21 days of mindful art classes and curated topics for each class, such as 21 days of birds and butterfly, 21 days of women in power, 
21 Days of Love and Loss, Earth and Sky, and so on. This year, I'm running a year-long 112 Days of Painting Meditation, where I will upload nine paintings a month inspired by the Radiant Sutras. Together, inspired by mindful artists from all over the world, we paint thousand-year-old yogic principles and enter a gateway of wonder and awe. If you aren't part of the membership and would like to try the art channel and meet its community, this option is now available. Use the coupon SHEART, that's S-H-E-A-R-T, to get one month free and tell the women you know and love about this outstanding opportunity to develop a home art practice. SheQuest membership stores will open again soon, but until then, enjoy my art channel and say yes to creative living, yes to painting for joy, and yes to connection. Now back to our ever-expanding and electrifying conversation. So powerful. And like I work with people through that through painting, right? And just their creative lives in general. And I swear, it's usually like you, there's like one public shaming moment that happens. Like you only need one. And then, then you're like set on it. And like, that becomes like the story, like moving forward. Yeah. And usually like people like you, you, I can see in their faces, like right away, they know, like they know when it happened. Not all the time. Like sometimes you need some digging, you know? Yeah. Um, and I find sometimes it's not even stuff that's ours, you know? And I would say, yeah, I would, I hear, I just, yeah, that makes me giggle a little because I I would say it's never ours, you know? Yeah. Um, whenever I've, I've, my own personal uncoverings, I'm always like, oh, oh, well, that was, I was carrying that and I am not carrying it anymore, you know? Because it was never mine or like, that's not the outfit I chose to wear today, like... No, thank you. Um, but yeah, I would say that it's you. It usually is somebody else's opinion or somebody else's thought, um, or even their own experience, their own legacy, what they're carrying. You know, I mean, that's heavy. That is some heavy stuff for us to carry, like generations and generations of other people's beliefs. Right? It's like, yeah. nope, take it off, lay it down. It's not mine doesn't belong to me. And before we move on to the rapid fire question, um, I want your take on, um, I teach just like yoga mantras to kids versus like adults. Um, And I love in your bio because you were talking about like our vibration and everything else. And do you notice, like, do you have with the adults to do some like kind of inner child like work and stuff? Because like I just love doing my mantras with the kids because it's so it's so easy, right? Like the kids, they're so open and they just haven't been, I mean, now it's like younger, like I'm talking like five, six, cause I find it's happening like younger and younger where like almost their voice is being like shut down a little. Like it's so, it's so beautiful. Cause when I do it, the kids, like the mantra stays with them. Do you find, do you find that? And then I guess my question is twofold. Like how big is the difference between the kids and the adults within the work? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do, yeah. So I, I have a great example of this. I, uh, for the last two summers, I've done a, a kid's singing camp. And, you know, I've had kids from, you know, ages eight, seven, sometimes seven, seven up to probably 11 or 12. And, 
we started doing this um, experience at the end of each day. We do a circle um, because I too love a circle. um, We do a circle and this actually became the kids, you know, favorite part of the camp, even with all the other fun stuff that we did. And it was for them to take a piece of paper and write down what they, what their favorite part of the day was. And then we had a box that I had painted the happy box on it and we put it in the happy box. And then the next day we opened it up, started, you know, the camp with a circle and read the quotes from, from the day before. And it was really so beautiful. I mean, some, you know, some of them put little silly statements and stuff, but you know, a lot of them were like, I love that my voice has power. Or I love that I learned that I can sing without people laughing at me or, you know, and it is so it's so innocent, but it's also like for us as adults to look at that, we're like, oh, my gosh, I I need to do that, too. And like out of the mouths of babes, as you as you said, like it just comes it flows so easily for them. And so not specifically with mantra, but then like, you know, I think about how it takes sometimes a little bit longer for an adult to be able to connect to that and say, I believe in my voice. I believe in me. I believe in us, you know? So I don't know if that answered your question, but yeah. It does. It does. It just reflects just, it's just how guarded we are. We become, you know, as adults, just out of protection, I guess. Yeah. And I was just reflecting on how the kids, like, it was so cute. At least like you do like a simple mantra, like, be here now, be here. And then you're done. The class is over. And as they walk out the class, like you can, you can hear them. They're still singing it, you know, like it stays with them. And for me, that so reflects like your, your, your vibrational field and how, like how it affects, like, you know, how that impacts it, you know, because we're made up, we're really just vibration. And so how singing can be just such a powerful agent in self-transformation, you know? What do you think? Yeah, I just said, I hear that. And I, and I, I appreciate that's one of the things that just draws me to this work so intently. And I don't specifically work with young, young kids in a, on a one-to-one setting, but when we're in a group setting like that, yeah, it is like, like, again, there's that innocence, there's that, um, just that pure sheer joy. And also then just to see them emerge from their shells, like, yeah, it's, it's in pure inspiration. Yes, I agree. I agree so much. Oh, I could just talk to you all day, I think. <laughs> um, all right. So my last questions are kind of just rapid fire. Are you ready, Elise? I am so ready. Do you, talking about mantras, do you have a favorite mantra? Mm, yeah, I am breathing in. I am breathing out. How about a favorite flower? I love peonies. How about a favorite book that you've read? Perhaps we can, you know, about like voice empowerment, or we've also touched a little bit on limiting beliefs. Yeah, I my favorite is The Gifts of Imperfection um, by oh. Renee Brown. It Yeah, that just full stop. Uh, do you listen to podcasts? And if so, do you have a favorite one? So I'm, uh, I'm new to the world of listening to podcasts, um, as far as like seeking them out to listen to. And I know that's I'm pretty late to the game. But um, no shame. I'm just like enjoying it now discovering it all. Actually, speaking of Renee Brown, her first episode dropped last week. And I don't know if you have listened to it yet. Um, no, is it good? 
it's so pertinent to what's going on in the world right now. And it's, it's called the FFT podcast or the FFT episode. And um, now does your, does your listenership, um, is it okay if I use the curse word? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So this episode is all about FFTs, which we are collectively experiencing right now in the world. And it's the first fucking time. And ah! it's the first fucking time we've ever experienced this. Like you were saying, your husband's mom is like, I've never seen this before. Like, I don't know what's going on here. Um, so it's a wonderful episode. And I will definitely be listening to hers. And of course, I love the SheQuest podcast. Like, come on, girl. amazing amazing but yeah i saw the Brene brown was coming out but i'll have to listen because this is too funny the the title is epic (laughs) um what about like a favorite treat like what do you uh, i can be food it can be a a treat like in general so my favorite favorite treat will always be california chardonnay oh white (laughs) It's just like, when right now it's not even so much a treat. Like I just said, I, you know, I made a little joke on social media the other day, but I'm having a problem social distancing from my wine these last weeks. <laughs> like, whoo, girl, you got to slow down. Uh, I love myself a good glass of wine too. So girl, you know, we're into, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so I have one last question. It's a bit of a loaded question, but I have faith in you, Elise. <laughs> Knowing what you know now, you know, about the power of singing and self-expression in general and the power of a radiant heart, would you wish women to know more about its magic? Yeah, this one is, this is gold. This is a golden question, I think. Um, I I would want women to know that it's totally possible to find and express and uncover your voice and express deep joy, sorrow, anger, and love. And that all of those things are equally as important to express um, and that they can be expressed through singing and through music and through truth speaking. Oh, this landed in me so, so nicely. Thank you so much. Uh, I just love you so much. Where uh, where can we find you and how can we support you? Well, uh, the website is thevocalwarrior.com. And my socials are um, at The Vocal Warrior. So both Facebook page and Instagram. I'm hanging out. I'll be honest, like I'm hanging out on Instagram a lot more than Facebook as far as uh, the social media aspect of my business. Um, But, you know, I love, I would say like how to support me just like, like I love having conversations with people. So, you know, I mean, everyone loves a follow and a like, maybe a comment, but, you know, just like to engage and chat with people, you know, to gather information, like what do people want to know about voice empowerment? That's really where I'm at right now in my business building. I love that. Everyone, Elise is an extrovert. Go send her a message. (laughs) And when it's safe to do so, please come and give me a hug. Yes. Oh my goodness. I cannot wait to give you a hug and to meet you in person. Again, Elise, thank you so much to, you know, just your presence and your essence. I'm just in love with you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye.
This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.